Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another Friday, another episode of Why Are We Bullish? Uh, all new guests this week. Very excited to have them on. Um, we're going to be diving into it. Of course, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my good friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. If you have not already, like, subscribe, share, all those things help get this content in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Total the Bitcoin. Before we bring in our guests, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. This is timechaincalendar.com. Uh, right now we're sitting at $24,643 per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up 4,058 sats. 91.88% of all Bitcoin have been mined. And in terms of fees, looks like right now next block, 15 sats per V-byte. Uh, even you know if you're willing to wait a bit, still nine sats or so. Uh, and there's about a 260 megabyte backlog in the mempool. So nothing being purged currently. Uh, but you know, use that RBF if you need to uh, be conscious. Um, shout out to sponsors of the show, coinkite.com. Uh, I love my Mark IV to secure my stack. Uh, the thing's a beast. There's so many great features on it. Um, but coinkite has a ton of great stuff. They just rolled out uh, or announced rather the cold card Q1, which looks pretty badass. They've got the block clock. They've got the sats cards, open dimes, tap signers, all kinds of great stuff. Check them out. Coinkite.com. You can use code BTC sessions for 5% off everything in the store. Uh, up next, we got Nunchuck. These guys are working on assisted multi-sig and inheritance planning. I've done a full tutorial on how to use it. It's pretty badass. And one of the things that jumps out to me most about it is it's non-KYC. Up until now, if you wanted like a collaborative multi-sig situation to make yourself kind of, uh, you know, eliminate those single points of failure and have like a, a just-in-case key, you had to give up an arm, leg, uh, a, a, an ID, and your firstborn child to do so. Well, no longer. You can just go and do it with nothing more than an email address and pay in Bitcoin. So uh, that's pretty badass. Check out the video if you haven't seen it. And just as a regular day-to-day -day wallet, it's also Pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, go back, check those out, nunchuck.io. Uh, Start9, your sovereign computing solution. Love these guys. I've done a full tutorial on running your Bitcoin stack, Bitcoin core, lightning nodes, mempool.space, join market, and then also hosting your own data. You can do that and not have it sitting with uh, you know external services um, at the mercy of them. Things like your passwords, things like your uh, files and photos, and then you can do cool things like running Nostra relays, all kinds of stuff. Check them out, start9.com. They have the Embassy One, and if you're looking for something really beefy, like a high-end computing device, you can check out the Embassy Pro. Uh, and then finally, if you're stacking sats and you have a few priorities, things like peer-to-peer -peer trading, being able to get instant self-custody, and again, providing no KYC, then you can jump on HODL HODL. You can sign up in minutes with nothing more than an email address. And again, you can buy Bitcoin peer-to-peer -peer or sell Bitcoin if you need to do something along those lines. You can do it all on HODL HODL. Uh, again, non-KYC. They do have a lending platform as well. No rehypothecation or anything like that there. Uh, so you can check that as well. So um, with that, enough of my rambling. 
Uh, I need to bring in my guests, get you guys introed. Uh, so I'm going to be bringing in Susie, Ant, and round. Bill. Uh, Welcome, you guys. Get you guys. Thank you intro. for being here. Uh, so I'm be um, and one Susie sec here. And there we go. Uh, so <laughs> we are going to be diving into Why Are We Bullish? Thank you guys for being here. We're going to do a quick round of intros just so you guys can let people know who you are, what you do, and then we'll dive right into the show. So I'm going to jump to Susie first. And I, I'm just going to ask, who are you? What do you do? Let people know. Hi, I'm Susie. I live just outside of London. I'm a writer researcher. I was previously a financial analyst and I've just become obsessed with Bitcoin and I just love researching and writing about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I saw a great, uh, a great discussion that you had about CBDCs recently and you knocked it out of the park. So uh, yeah, glad to have you on the show. Um, we're going to jump down to... Bill, and I, same question for you, man. Who are you? What do you do? Glad to have you on the show. Um, we're going to jump down to Bill, and I, same question for you, man. Who are you? What do you do? Okay, this is Bill on Bitcoin Island. There's, a, there's like a huge... Yeah, so right I'm here. the person on the ground that's making Bitcoin Island happen. We've got 250 businesses on the island that are accepting bitcoin today here on boracay philippines that's awesome well I'm, I'm glad to have you there's there's a bit of an odd delay here so we'll 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 sort it in the background but uh glad to have you on the show and uh and yeah thanks for being here man and uh lastly we're going to jump to ant uh dude i've spoken with you in spaces uh and listened to you in spaces a bunch uh but first time on the show so welcome let people know who you are yeah, thanks. I appreciate uh, having me up. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, a uh, longtime Bitcoin lover, uh, hardcore data guy, you know, uh, I'm fascinated by the system. I mean, you know, I, I, I came for the number go up technology and like stayed for the numbers. Like, you know, I, uh, I'm the creator of timechainstats.com, uh, which is a free resource. You know, there's no monetization, no ads. It's just kind of a site that I made for myself that uh, you know, started out for like kind of a, a way to keep everything as I was learning about Bitcoin back in 2017. Um, but and, and and yeah, it just keeps growing. And I also uh, am the creator of btclexicon.com. That's the uh, the sister site, if you can call it the companion site to time chain stats. So, yeah, thanks for uh, having me up. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, and and yeah, you've you've uh, you put out some some great stuff, some great resources there. Again, I just had the timechainstats.com up. Uh, there's btclexicon.com. If people are unfamiliar, go check out those websites. Uh, they are fantastic resources. Uh, but we're going to dive in. Um, again, thanks all for being here. But uh, anybody that's watching that may be unfamiliar with the show, this is Why Are We Bullish? Very simple concept for the show. Uh, basically, all the guests come with a reason why they're currently bullish, something that they're excited about in and around the Bitcoin space. Um, pretty much anything that tickles your fancy, whether it be uh, an event, an app, a, a something that you're working on, an experience that you've had. Um, it doesn't matter, but people get to come and chat about what's on their mind uh, and then we get to discuss it. And so the, the rotation of the show, really simple. Somebody's going we're going by the three R's. Somebody's going to drop a reason why they're bullish. Then all together, we're going to riff on that reason. 
And then finally, we're going to rotate to the next person until we all get a turn. So reason, riff, rotate, simple. Um, so I'm going to get us started today and then we'll go from there. But um, I've been kind of diving into to something that I find interesting and I, I don't want to get like overly bullish on it, but I, I think it's just another example of things that are coming down the pipe that if people choose to use them are just another way to use Bitcoin that can help with um, scaling, help with privacy and a variety of other things. Um, and so th this is around the idea of uh, Fediments and Xiaomi and eCash and, and stuff like that. And there, there's definite trade-offs there, uh, but I just kind of wanted to show what I've been tinkering with this last little bit. So, and, and you'll forgive me if, if my explanations around some of this stuff are, are not totally perfect, but effectively what you can do is, is you can, um, uh, the, the idea behind a lot of this is in Fediment or, or the example that I'm going to show here, uh, Cashew is an, another kind of implementation of this, is you can effectively have Bitcoin managed in a small community, like amongst people that you trust. So like perhaps, you know, people that we're just never going to take self-custody in the first place. Like they, they're just they're they're so far removed from getting down that rabbit hole but you do not want them just leaving their stuff on an exchange so maybe the next best bet is to have a, a type of either family or community model in which there can be like a, an uncle jim or a a federation of uncle jims in your uh in your um community that would manage a uh a, a fediment um, which from a user standpoint, effectively somebody in your community, they don't want to hold self-custody, but um, they can use something where they effectively gain from the privacy and scaling of Fediment because everything within the Fediment that sits in that kind of community um, fund, you can transact with anybody in your community instantly for no fees. Um, there's near perfect privacy in all the transactions the people that actually manage like if it's under a multi-sig they cannot see who owns what um so even the people actually managing the on-chain bitcoin cannot see who owns what and then you can also transact from community to community or fediment to fediment via the lightning network so it's not just domiciled in one place you can actually intermingle with other fediments. It's, I'm still kind of, there's a lot of stuff to take in with it, but I'm still wrapping my head around a lot of it. So I just kind of want to quickly show what I've been playing with. So um, some people might be familiar with LN Bits. It's basically like a toolkit that you can play around with different apps um, and create your own little apps with Lightning. And so you can set up a, a cashew wallet and you can fund it with lightning, a lightning transaction. And then you can start sending transactions uh, that are done via Chalmian eCash, which is pretty much entirely private and uh, is instant and, and costs no fees. Uh, so like this is an example wallet that I have here. 
you can fund it with lightning, you can withdraw with lightning at any point, and then you can then transact from person to person with eCash. So I've got two wallets here. I've got one on LN Bits and I've got one on this one, which has a fantastic name. It's called Nutstash. <laughs> uh, and so uh, let's say I wanted to send uh, some eCash. I could go and I can say send eCash and I want to send 100 sats. I then have this token that I can copy and send to somebody. And that person basically goes to their wallet, hits receive and pastes it in and then hits receive and it's now in their wallet. It's instant. It shows up. It's entirely private. There's no like on-chain trace of it. So you're kind of hiding in a crowd. And at any point, if somebody wants to pull out of the mint via a lightning transaction, you're actually hidden amongst the crowd of everybody in that mint. So there's no indication as to which person actually withdrew. So I found it very interesting. And this one here, this Nutstash thing, um, it actually allows you to integrate with Noster. So you can actually pay individuals that are on Noster with Xiaomi and eCash, which is entirely private. So like, for instance, here's uh, uh, Jack Dorsey's. Um, I can just grab his uh, NPUB. And right now it's a bit clunky because you have to translate it to hex. So you have to post in somebody's uh, NPUB and it kind of converts it. Eventually you'll just be able to grab their NPUB. Uh, but I can then hit send. I can put in an amount, 100 sats. And, uh, oh, I guess I should change my mint. Which mint do I want? You have multiple mints, by the way. You're part of multiple communities and you, they can transact in between. But anyways, I want to send to him. Um, I'm going to put in, oh, I guess they did add, add uh, support for NPUBs. Anyways, I'm just going to hit send and I'm going to confirm. My other confirmation shows up on this other screen. Uh, but yeah, I, so I just sent Jack 100 sats in, in entirely private Xiaomi and eCash right now which he'll get a DM for, or he'll get a direct message for, and he can redeem it that way. But if he had like the Nutstash wallet, um, it would just show up. And actually, I've, as an example, before the show, I actually put a note uh, saying that I would be talking about this stuff. And I said, if somebody wants to go ahead and, and send me some, some e-cash, uh, there, and there's, yeah, there's Calais uh, saying that, hey, I, I just sent you some. Um, I can jump into my wallet here and I can see there's an inbox and there's two different transactions from, if I didn't know, no idea, but I just received, there's 21 sats, except that's now in my wallet. Uh, there's eight sats, except that's now in my wallet. So you can privately send Bitcoin in this kind of layered approach, um, within a specified community. You can run your own mint or you can be part of a mint managed by people that you trust. There are trust trade-offs. It's important to note that. But I just think it's it's kind of cool to see these things that are, are being built atop and integrated uh, easily with Lightning and then integrated easily with things like Noster. Um, there's a lot going on in the background right now that I think a few years out, people will be like, where did all this stuff come from? And it's kind of interesting to to be seeing it before the world notices. So that's why I'm bullish. I think I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about 
tinkering with new things that people are working on that that the world at large has has no clue about and uh and xiaomi and ecash uh with lightning and via noster is one of them uh so i'll i'll open it up if anybody wants to dive in comment um it, first of all has anybody here either heard of or used uh ecash on on via lightning bill bill you you have um I'm, I'm, I'll just ask, what, what has your experience been? I haven't been able to use it. I've only heard about it. But here on the island, we have a fairly small community. Like I said, 250 different businesses. And I'd like to see them being able to save on chain through something like this. I've just not really understood it. I end up going to talk to people and... Uh, show them how to save on chain, and I think they understand it. I need to go back and check on them in a month to make sure. But if there was an Uncle Jim on the island so they could be self-sufficient on this and know that they're saving, that would be a pretty great solution. I Yeah, I love... I love the kind of in between, like, again, helping people like Uncle Jimming for somebody when you know, and, and it doesn't even have to be a permanent thing, but being like an interim Uncle Jim for people and, and helping them along their Bitcoin journey. I think that's uh, a, a valuable thing to provide. And then, you know, some people will move beyond that and, and move into self-custody for themselves. And then other people that maybe that ends up being their last stop along the journey, but at least it's better than just full leave your, leave your money with a single entity that you then have to trust. Um, at least you can kind of <laughs> remove single points of failure with a mechanism like this. Um, and I'm curious your thoughts on this stuff. Are you for, are you for it? Do you have reservations about it? What are you, what are you thinking? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I believe that you should have an adversarial stance in, in all things in Bitcoin. You know, everything that comes up until you fully understand it, and then maybe try to understand it even more. Right now, I, I really like it a lot from what I've read, and and I don't fully understand it as as well as I as I can, as well as as well as I should or could right now. But it is exciting. I think that. Um, you know, I'm from Texas. There's a lot of farms around here and like small communities. And that's where I see like a lot of potential here for something like this, where, you know, people don't really think about it a lot, but in small, like little, you know, ranching communities, you know, they all know each other, but their access to, to the legacy financial system is, it, it can be difficult or, you know, uh, you know, even non-existent sometimes, you know, um, or even predatory in some ways. And uh, seeing something like this, you know, the right platform, uh, you know, uh, with the right user experience, I, I think could be really major for, you know, like the local ranching communities and just other communities small around the world, obviously. But that's what I think right now, close to home. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll jump to Susie as well. I Again, I don't know your experience with this kind of stuff, but like, just from a kind of seeing that there, do you have initial impressions? Like, where are you at with this kind of stuff? The first thing that popped into my mind was whether or not it would um, be able to give you some non-KYC Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it, it, you could, you could easily 
um, be able to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could easily be able to, uh, to clean it. I mean, you could have peer to peer markets with this type of stuff very simply. I mean, it's the same again, like there, there's a lot of already kind of peer to peer non KYC solutions to be able to buy Bitcoin. Like I, I mentioned hodl hodl off the top of the show, but like there's robo sats, there's BISC, there's even just like, obviously, you know, direct in person. Um, but you could easily integrate like a, an, a Xiaomian eCash version or have that as an option on one of those markets and be able to exchange whatever other value for, you know, Xiaomian eCash sats um, or lightning or on chain or whatever else people want. But uh, yeah, obviously the, the, the interface right now is, is not going to be the, the simplest for people, but I know I could I just saw your mate David. <laughs> so grandma oh, never yeah. used it. <laughs> we we have to we have to give a shout out to David, by the way. You guys won't be familiar with this, but David is the biggest fan of the show. For the longest time, he came every single week, every Friday, and would watch every show. Sometimes he was here hours in advance. Uh, he hates Bitcoin, but he's always here. And uh, he, he took a little hiatus for a while, but I'm glad to say he's back. Uh, he has some important messages for everybody. He said, market does not look good, good for Bitcoin. He said, this is the top. Uh, he also said, normal people will never understand this. Uh, that cart doesn't look good. And then I think he finished off with grandma, grandma would never use eCash. So David, I appreciate your input. Uh, I love you. Please never leave. Please never change. And you're always <laughs> welcome here. Um, so hats off to David. He is the the mascot of the show. Thanks for being here. <laughs> He's a great, great guy. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, I'll kind of leave it there. I'm, I'm going to, and, and, and now I'm seeing uh, more, more pop-ins of, uh, of, of sats coming through uh, the eCash here. So I'll, I'll give a, I'll say a quick shout out to uh, everybody on Noster. That's probably watching this now that is sending shooting off sats uh, uh i appreciate it i will spread the love uh thank you for experimenting and learning with me and uh with that i will wrap up this topic so that we can get into yours uh and we'll give it a rotation so again cheers everybody in Noster. thanks for uh partaking um with that let's do a little rotation here um just due to the order of people on my screen uh i will jump to Susie first and I'm going to set you up with a simple question. Why are you bullish? I'm bullish because the mainstream media and not all of the papers are starting to finally report accurate information about Bitcoin. I don't know if you saw my uh, the, one of the first City AM articles that I wrote about the envir environmental benefits. Did you, have you come across that one? I, I believe I did. Yes. So I was totally shocked. First of all, the fact that they allowed me to express an opinion on central bank digital currencies, which was exactly what I thought. And it, I mean, they clipped a few bits off, but it was pretty much what I wrote. And also that they were allowing me to report on the environmental benefits. I mean, I saw your show yesterday where you were talking about all the FUD around it. And it's just, it's nonsense and it's crazy. And if they just understood it, it it would be amazing. And that's why I'm bullish because I've had, I've had a few articles published by mainstream 
City AM, London business paper that is actually being reporting facts. I, 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 I like this because it's, it's kind of like, you know, Bitcoin begins with, you know, a select group of people. There's certain types of people that gravitate towards it first. Um, and those typically aren't the mainstream type of reporters, you know, and then, but a lot of people begin to understand it like it, as they're exposed to it more and more and they have multiple touch points. And it's, it's kind of hard to be in and around Bitcoin and not see benefits, even, even if you're looking at it in a way where you're saying, I don't like that person that's using it for this particular instance. It's kind of hard when you're around it for long enough to deny that it benefits a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, and so it, it's just kind of like an inevitability that eventually people that are journalists that do get it will eventually put out content and that content will be so much more coherent than the drivel that does not understand how Bitcoin works. And when it's kind of laid out there and, and contrasted and compared and you look at how, how Bitcoin continues to just tick tock next block and people begin to see benefits of people that they know or hear stories of benefits for, for maybe people on the other side of the globe, it, it gets harder and harder to be a detractor. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, did you experience like earlier on, did you experience pushback for this, this type of stuff you wanted to cover? I just published it on my Substack initially because I didn't think that anybody would cover it. And all the articles that I'd read in all the other papers, they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. It's frustrating. We've all experienced that, haven't we? Where we read it and you're like, right, okay, this journalist actually hasn't done their research. They don't know. And in the need of, I'm always being told we need to provide balance, but unfortunately there isn't always balance. And a balance is just a journalistic trap because you can't balance a lie. So um, it's like when you're talking about uh, central bank digital currencies, it's, it's almost like writing balance on junk food. Mm -hmm. It's convenience. What, yeah. what, what, uh, you can't, uh, okay, well, let's provide some balance. Well, I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult when you're, when you're reading and, and when, um, when they started talking about the roadmap for, uh, for Bitcoin, I don't yeah. even like saying it. It's awful. When they were talking about the roadmap for Bitcoin, I was just, I was totally shocked because I, I went up to London on a, a night out and I was in the pub and I was asking people, do you know what central bank the digital currencies are? And like, mm -mm, no, haven't got a clue. So I well, they published a roadmap on it today. Our government published a roadmap. The, the Bank of England has been researching it for years and you don't know what it is. No, haven't got a clue. That's and that's because when when you actually read all the articles, I read read articles in various different news outlets and they were all pushing the good side. But there is no good side. The only good side is that it's going to be sold as more convenient. And, and that just drives me insane. So when they actually agreed to um, publish it under the, the guise of balance, <laughs> I, was, I was actually really relieved. And that is why I'm bullish, because finally they're publishing accurate information. That's good. I, I'm, I'm curious with the panel, if anybody wants to jump in, in and around how you see the trajectory of kind of reporting in and around Bitcoin. Because, it's, I mean, 
we all know it's been horrendous up to now in, in in a lot of instances like the the good reporting on bitcoin has been in the 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 very absolute my like minority uh of cases but how do you how do you think it, it goes from here do you still think that there's just going to be major pushback and nobody's going to know what's going on for an extended period of time maybe i'll, I'll go to bill first if you want so this conversation made me think of the idea that Reality is that which was refuses to go away when you stop believing it. And I've been in different sub, uh, let's, uh, different communities throughout the years. And as I faded away from them, whatever we were discussing and enjoying in that community just kind of disappeared. I don't think that's happening with Bitcoin. If you don't believe in it, you still hear about it. You still see it. So, yeah. I don't think I can hear you. I think your mic is off. Oh. Uh, can you hear me? I'm... Yeah, sorry. I can hear sorry. you, but yeah. okay. here we go. You, you got me? Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, of course, in the uh, narwhal. Did I go deaf? No, I was being an <laughs> idiot. Sorry. There's multiple mute buttons, and many of them were hit. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, uh I was just saying, I, I think you're right. Everybody's going to have their moment where they are the Peter Schiff of Bitcoin, where they're saying like, it's, <laughs> it's going to die. It's going to zero. Um, but hopefully the average person gets to go past that because they see it enough times to realize and concede that maybe I was incorrect in my take. Now, I don't think Peter Schiff is one of those individuals, uh, which is why he's the perfect example. Uh, but uh, yeah, ev everybody's going to, it's, it's kind of undeniable like the people that said that the internet was a fad, they don't exist anymore. Um, so I, I think it's it's similar with Bitcoin. It's just going to be it, it. People push back until it's absolutely undeniable. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Ant, what, what do you think here? Yeah, I, I think people are probably going to uh, think I'm wearing a tinfoil hat on stuff like this. But, you know, like they used to say, or they'll say, uh, history is made by the victors and, and there's different things that you've heard like that. You know, uh, I believe that we are in the midst, uh, like, you know, that Bitcoin represents, uh, this battle between humanity versus the central planners, like at its core, like that's where I am in my journey at this point, right? Like a lot of other people that, that we know, uh, I've also worked in, in the news media. There was a, back in the old days, you know, I was, working in that industry and you know i can tell you it, it, from from my experience you know the news is told by either the the publishers or the advertisers you know every pretty much every article that's out there it's very rare to get like a real like unbiased uh news source and we're, we're told that we have a free media uh in the west but but you can even tell there if you if you read between the lines you can see the advertisers influences and things like that Given that we're that I believe that we're in this battle uh, between, you know, uh, where we are, I think that it it, it 
makes sense that my next conclusion is that a lot of these articles are being driven by these powerful people who are anti-Bitcoin at their core. And either they don't know about it or they're threatened by it or, you know, they want the clicks at first. I mean, listen, you know, Bitcoin and monetary Darwinism is at its, you know, core, uh, uh, an incentives game. And so that's when I read these articles, I have to ask myself, like, who's the owner of this outlet and what have they said in the past and where have they, you know, because everybody in the Bitcoin network is an actor in this network. And, you know, where where do they stand, essentially? Where's the money? Who, who's who's paying them to write this drivel? Because some of these uh, media outlets you'll see uh, are continuing to put out the same type of FUD almost on like the four year cycle along with Bitcoin. So that's kind of where I am with it. I am happy when I see good reporting about it because we do need it. And, and the legacy system still does exist. So, you know, there's yeah. going to be this uh, this bridge between, you know, the old world and the new world. Uh, and and having that, you know, uh, real voices about Bitcoin uh, are important. So I do like seeing stuff like that. Some of these people do have good articles. Most of yeah. it is drivel, though, to me. Yeah. yeah. But how much do you think is just because it takes so many hours to really get your head around it? And some of these journalists just don't have the time. They don't put in the effort and they don't they don't. It's hundreds of hours, isn't it? You've got to read and just absorb so much information to actually come to it with a clear, coherent, balanced, word again, approach. And I just don't think that they can. They're just like article, next one, article, next one. So it's 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 a time poor thing too, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. and I mean, a part, a part of that is the the incentives of fiat land, right? Like the, you were saying, nobody wants to put in the effort to research it. Yeah, because everybody's so high time preference. They want mm -hmm. they they want to quickly read some Cliff's notes. They want to go find Digiconomist and get some bullet points and then write an article about it and pump it out and then have a handful of ads on it and get the clicks and then move on to the next thing. They don't yeah. want to actually understand it, do investigative journalism and actually speak to experts that are in and around the space. They want to just, you know, what's the most sensationalist thing I can write? And then I'll put that out. Um, even if the article doesn't even reflect the title, it's like, you know, Bitcoin's boiling the oceans. And then like there's nuance in the article. doesn't matter. They just want people to see the headline and the picture and then share that. And people form, they don't even read the article. They just form their opinion based on, on the title. Um, but then so, it's yeah. also got to get through to an editor. So then yeah. you've got to send it to an editor and then they've got to understand it and agree with it. And if it mm -hmm. doesn't fit the narrative, they're not going to. So there's, there's many different layers as to why this information isn't making it through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, like, again, you, you, the, there's the saying, like, show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcome. I mean, that, that applies to people living in a fiat denominated world as well, um, where you just got, you got to be quick. You got to pump things out. You got to get eyeballs. You got to, people don't care about quality. It's, it's quantity and, and, mm -hmm. and attention. Um, yeah. So, 
this, this is what we get for the time being until a bunch of low time preference people do it better. Uh, and so hopefully that's coming. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, um, anybody have any final thoughts in and around like the whole journalism piece? Uh, anything else you want to add in or should I give it a rotate? All good. All right. I, I'm going to rotate then. Um, Susie, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that topic. I, I'm glad you brought it up. And again, people watching, if you haven't seen uh, some of some of the pieces and some of the stuff that the, the interview that you did recently, um, go her. Well, everybody here, their Twitter handles are in the description, but go check out Susie and uh, and uh, and see some of the stuff she's been doing. And uh, and hopefully you can help some of that proliferate more than the drivel that we've been seeing elsewhere. Uh, but with that, let's do a little rotation. And again, this time I'm going to jump down to Bill and I'll just line you up with a simple question. Why are you bullish? Okay. So, uh, one, my, there we go. So uh, I'm bullish because of Bitcoin in the Philippines. There's a few aspects of that that are really going great right now. So Strike and Coin Corner out of the USA and out of the UK are using Pouch.ph as a lightning service provider. So that means out of either of those apps, if you were to go to Send Global and then choose Philippines among the different countries there, they can send to any bank account or dominant e-wallet in the Philippines so that the receiver side doesn't need to know anything about Bitcoin. In fact, through Strike or Coin Corner, they don't even really need to know about Bitcoin on that side either. But they can send money from America, UK, EU directly to the banking system instantly with no fees, just some spread on the exchange rate. To put this into context, every day, 100 million US dollars is sent from overseas foreign workers to the Philippines. That's 100 million a day. Uh, the reports I've seen show that about 7 to 10% of that is lost to fees. So I want you to imagine the joker in front of a giant pile of money that gets set on fire every day. That is what's happening. And if you know people understood that this was available right now, they could be saving that money. And one of the really great things is that it would not be concentrated into one industry. It would be spread out among the working families all across the Philippines, uh, that, that benefit. So that would be really great. And uh, the other aspect here in the Philippines is Bitcoin Island, where I'm at right now. We've got 250 businesses that accept Bitcoin today. I live basically on Bitcoin here on the island. It's entirely possible to go uh, do your groceries, whether it's at the locals market, the wet market, or at more Western style grocery stores, the little tinier ones here on the island. If you're coming as a digital nomad or a tourist, there are hotels, there's all kinds of restaurants, bars, services you want to get a tattoo in bitcoin you know blockchain is forever but ink is close and things like that so all of that is available here on the island today and i'm hoping that all of you uh, consider coming to it you can see right there under my name is pouch.ph 
Retreat 2023. That is a conference being thrown here on the island so that you can come for three days and live on a Bitcoin standard. That's awesome. I, I, uh, I, I, I saw what you guys are doing down there and I, I looked at the map of all of the all of the merchants accepting Bitcoin. I mean, it's for the size of the island, it's insane kind of what you guys have been able to do. And I watched a video of you um, talking about kind of your process of, of how you go to the merchants and, and how you try to onboard them. And I, I think it's, it's, it's unique in that Bitcoiners are notoriously bad at <laughs> being able to be concise and not cramming too much shit into an initial conversation <laughs> with somebody. And you even allude to it in, in your, when you're talking about like, this is, this is kind of the pr process of like how we go to people and say like, Hey, do you want to, uh, you know, accept payments this way? Here's the benefits. And you just kind of lay it out quickly. And then at one point you said at, at this point, if they express interest, you're, uh, or they say, yeah, let's do it. You now have to shut up because, <laughs> because people don't like if you start saying more and being like, and then you can run a node and then you can do this. They're going to be like, holy shit. No, this is, this is too much now. Like they've already said, yes. What the fuck are you doing? Just let them and just take them through the simple process of getting them started out the gate and then you're done. And then you can build on it from there when they get curious. But like take the take the W and get the fuck out the door so that so that people can like so that you've actually got the W and it doesn't turn into an L. Um, and I think it's so important to have that mentality of like this. You, I myself did not even gain interest in Bitcoin in a single day when somebody mentioned it. I it was a it was a, a, a long process of first getting interested in it and then second actually learning about it. And I didn't have somebody with a fire hose to my mouth. Um, I I took it in in bites and you need to realize that um, the the goal of like getting somebody to do something perfect on day one, well, well, you know, I can respect people being like, it would be better if it was this way. The reality is, is that people will learn in bits and pieces. Not everyone will get to like the whatever people envision as the perfect Bitcoiner, but you can lead them down that path. And they're likely to go further down the path if you pace it in a way where it's digestible. But if you do too much too quick, they're going to stop at the foot of the path and go no further. And so I loved that chat from you. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to say about what you're talking about, about the international kind of like remittances and everything, um, you know, I've seen I've seen some pushback on on Twitter in and around like, oh, this is just like fiat and all that kind of stuff. Like, I I get it. I get people that are purists. Oh, just just use just use Bitcoin. But at the same time, like part of me is thinking, I mean, screw you, man. Like these people, if if they can use Bitcoin in a way where maybe they don't appreciate the value of Bitcoin yet, but it meaningfully impacts their lives in a positive way by using the network, then fantastic. They will then become curious as to why that is possible down the road. So yeah, sure. 
if somebody's still using dollars or, or um, uh, I, I can't recall the, uh, the, the currency in the field, I have been to the field. Pesos. Peso. Okay. So it is pesos. Yeah. So, so if they're still in pesos, whatever. Um, but again, it's, it's a step down the path. And if that's their first step is just, you're, you're using the network to benefit you. Um, to get more of your remittances. There's so many people from the Philippines remitting home. Um, I worked on cruise ships for a while and so much of the staff was constantly like they, they go abroad and they're sending money home. There's so many, again, my wife's a nurse and so many of her coworkers are from the Philippines and they send money home and it costs them an arm, arm and a leg to do so. And so if, if you can get as close to 100% of that value back to your family, um, and you get to use Bitcoin to do so, and it benefits you, then I, I don't know. I, I just find it kind of silly to, to shit on that idea. I think, I think uh, it's, it's a, a, a positive thing. Um, and sure, if we can get some of those people on a Bitcoin standard afterwards, then fantastic. So um, I, I want to open it up to either Susie or Ant to maybe like comment, add questions, whatever you want. So uh, maybe Susie, if you want to dive in. So uh, I think it was a couple of months ago, but time goes so quickly. So it could have been six months. I don't know. Um, but Bridge to Bitcoin helped on board my husband, Rob's osteopathic practice. So, you know, we talk about pubs and restaurants, but he's an osteopath. And because he started taking Bitcoin and he was on the Bitcoin map, a chiropractor and another osteopath contacted him and asked him. And that's how it spread. So now it's even spreading into healthcare. That's that's awesome. Uh, the 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 uh, path to Bitcoin guys are awesome. I did have them on the show a while back. I saw that show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're great, and and they've they've onboarded a ton of like pubs and 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 mm. merchants in and around the UK. They're 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 doing some good work. Uh, I'm super impressed with with what they've managed to do. They're um, amazing, and I think I think they do it all for free as well. So. Um, I've, if anyone does look, I shouldn't advertise things. Sorry, but I retweeted their um, their fund to send um, donations uh, because I think any help that they can get is great because they need to keep going because they're making such a difference for adoption. Are they are they on Geyser Fund? Is that what? Yes. That was, okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Yeah, the the Geyser guys are doing a lot of stuff there too. Um, yeah, and besides the point, but yeah, that's that's great. I love them. Um, I, I want Ant's take on this too. Uh, in a, like, had you heard of uh, Bitcoin Island and everything down there before? No, I. This is the first I've ever heard of it. I just, you know, I, I think my main questions that I have around that is just, you know, w what does it look like for the kind of the local adoption? Like, you know, what are you seeing, and and what are the what is your biggest challenge? You know, when you're trying to orange pill, like, what's your 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 biggest uh success su most successful ways in doing it okay so uh one of the biggest challenges is getting access to the person that can say yes uh if you go into a store the owner is usually not there and the employees protect access to that person so you end up walking around a lot looking for the people that can say yes once we get and are able to talk to them, the value proposition is pretty clear, even though they more or less see it as an e-wallet that foreigners can use. That's really the extent of it. I don't even mention Bitcoin in the pitch until about halfway through. And it's only when I say, yeah, the foreigner probably has a Bitcoin wallet 
and they can scan this QR code. Bitcoin is not that important to uh, to their usage of Bitcoin. When one of us is trying to explain to our grandmother how to use the internet to send funny, funny cat videos, I don't talk to her about TCP IP. It doesn't matter. Bitcoin does not matter in this case because it's purely a utilitarian thing. They'll come back later. You know, one of the businesses I onboarded now, she is uh, one of the first members of Match My Stacks, which is a Bitcoiner process where uh, she can save on chain and a guardian angel out there will match her her contribution up to about $10 a month. And that will keep going on until she ever withdraws. Then the game is over. So now she has a real reason to learn about self-custody, to start saving in Bitcoin. She has a 50% cushion on the downside for doing that. And so it's a great little program. And I was able to go into her bar and explain to her how important these 12 words were and give her a real reason to do it. And, a, you know, an anonymous Bitcoiner in the West skipped a Starbucks and helped adoption. So that's all great. That's awesome. I, I, it, it can be difficult again to, to, if you go about it a certain way, it can be difficult to to get people to say yes, especially, I mean, in, in the West, it's a lot more difficult, I would say. Um, but the way that you're going about it, when you just, again, it's, it's, it's a payment mechanism for them, and then it's potentially more later. Um, I think in that situation, it makes sense for those people for that to be their first experience. Um, in other places, for other people, it may, might make sense for something else to be their first inroads to Bitcoin. Um, it's, and it's so it's such a personal thing how you first come to Bitcoin, and it's entirely dependent on on kind of your situation as to what that is. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess something is going right there in terms of you being able to onboard that many people. How many merchants did you say you have uh, onboarded there? So we have 250 businesses. About 100 of them are going to be tourist-oriented, and the rest are more locals. They'll gladly take you up on it, but we kind of keep them in a different uh, category, if you will. The tourist-oriented businesses tend to be a little bit bigger, a little bit more better organized, and get more traffic from Bitcoiners. So they are far more reliable. The, the local businesses, they might not have anyone come in yet. And so their family-oriented businesses, someone might have signed up in the family but didn't train and tell the others. We go through and sweep the island every now and then and you know either retrain or kick them off the map if they've done that some of these businesses are mobile and they were there when we signed them up but they like the shade over there better and we can't find them again so yeah that's that's one of the the issues with the more locals businesses now um overall one of the big things that we're dealing with and why we're having this convention is to get spenders. 
as people come and are spending, that encourages more businesses to sign up, encourages people to keep training and retraining as staff changes. So you guys coming here, buying some mojitos and drinking them toes up in the sand is really part of the revolution. We're not asking you to get your pitchforks, just get a drink. I love that. Um, and to add to the question there, um, to give people an idea of, you said, you know, a hundred kind of core, like, um, businesses that are focused towards tourism and, and, the, but then overall, like two, 200, 250 businesses total so far. And that's constantly kind of, there's a flux and flow to it. Uh, but it, in terms of putting that in perspective to the size and population of the island, can you kind of lay that out for us? Yeah. So there's the island itself, which is, I think about 10,000 people living on here. But for the tourists that's coming to the island, there's a thin part of the island where, you know, everything tourism happens. It's about a 10-minute walk across. And then the tourist area, if you were to walk along the beach, uh, probably a half hour, 45-minute walk. And most of everything a tourist wants is on that half hour, 45-minute walk down the beach and the 10-minute walk across the, uh, the island. So you're really talking about everything being on maybe uh, an hour walk to, if you weren't stopping anywhere, to go past everything. I mean, that's not time to stop and talk to people. But it gives you a sense of how long it would ta take to walk through the tourist-oriented part of the community. That's that's cool because it, it gives a better perspective as to how how densely packed these merchants that are accepting Bitcoin is because it's like, you know, you say, Oh, Bitcoin Island and, and God knows the size of the Island. And, and it's, you know, Oh, I gotta take a, a two, I gotta drive two hours to get to this one coffee shop and I gotta no, but like, that sounds like you'd be able to walk down that kind of strip or across the Island and you'd be, you'd be seeing multiple businesses being, you'd, you'd encounter a lot. Yeah. Um, I always know that we're doing pretty well when I, any tourist that comes here, I give them the 5,000 sat tour if they reach out to me. And when we first start, they want to take a picture. Oh, Bitcoin accepted. I got to take a picture in front of that. About 15 minutes later, they're like, whatever, they're everywhere. And so they, they stop thinking it's a, a novelty to take a picture in there. I've, I've stopped thinking it's a novelty to pay with Bitcoin. Like, yeah, this is just what I do. Uh, this is normal. And it, it's, I'm living in the future here. I really believe that, that I've got this tiny little community here that is what the rest of the Philippines and the world is going to look like in the future. So having this island is a great test bed for pouch and software and other Bitcoin community ideas that want to come set up shop here. You've got a mecca in the east for bitcoin here and we really want people to start coming and using it that's great yeah i i i love seeing all this play out of um all these little uh smaller kind of ground up community movements um i think it's important and i think over time obviously we're seeing more and more of them uh pop up but i'm 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 also loving the aspect of the kind of circular economy thing that you're creating there, because at the end, 
you were mentioning how, okay, well, there's more kind of local community type people that, that are running businesses that are accepting it. And so you, you get a situation where if there's enough, then, then, you know, those tourist businesses that are getting a bunch of Bitcoin coming in through, uh, they could potentially just go again, they don't even have to convert it locally. They, they could just start accepting it and just holding the Bitcoin and then going down to the store and purchasing whatever they need from their local merchants as well. Like the more kind of, uh, I guess, local economy um, that they're dealing with. So, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm super curious. Also, I've heard I've, I've not been to Boracay, uh, but I've heard it's beautiful. I've, I was over in El Nido uh, for a while. Um, so I spent I think I spent about 10 days over. Uh, and Porta Porta Princesa, I believe. Uh, so I yeah, spent yeah, some. That's it. Sorry, sorry. I <laughs> oh, yeah, it. the name of it is Porta Princesa in El Nido. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's a beautiful place. If if uh, if you get the chance, go over there. But now. I've got another place to go to. So I will, tr I will try to get there. So I, I, I won't be able to make it this year, but if anybody is again, check that link that uh, Bill has posted there. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know if anybody has any, any final thoughts here, otherwise I can uh, do a, a, a final rotation here. I don't know if anybody has any, any final thing they want to chip in here. All good. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to give a rotation then Bill. That was awesome. Thank you for, uh, Thank you for uh, filling us in on that. And I, I encourage you guys to go and watch. Um, maybe, Bill, you can read. Well, wait, you, <laughs> you got banned from Twitter. Never mind. We'll find it for you later. Uh, anyways, there's a great chat that uh, that Bill had uh, around his his pitch um, that he uses. Where can people find that pitch that or the, the pitch deck or like your your methodology, that talk that you did? So that was recorded on stage at. El Salvador Adopting Bitcoin 2022. So if you just look up Bill Hill Adopting Bitcoin, then you're going to find that video. It's uh, just under 10 minutes of what our pitch is, why we say what we say. Awesome. Yeah, definitely watch it. Uh, it might help you fine tune uh, pitching your friends, maybe, or at least help you streamline a little bit. Um, Nonetheless, we're going to do a rotation here. Uh, keep keep the comments coming, by the way. Uh, just so you guys know, David says that grandma likes her leather wallet, not a Bitcoin wallet with secret words. Uh, so thank you, David. Uh, Yellow did reply and say that a Bitcoin wallet can be leather. Why are you so biased? Jesus. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyways, we're going to do a rotation. Um, I'm going to finally jump to Ant here. And again, I'm just going to tee up with the same simple question. Why are you bullish? Yeah, thanks. And, uh, you know, I, I really like to hear about, you know, what, what Susie and Bill are working on. That's, uh, you know, pretty exciting. I think that uh, as far as grandma's not going to use it, you know, I agree with Bill that, you know, uh, on some level, on the one side, you know, you abstract away this thing as it goes along. I was alive to see the Internet rise and, and also the rise of the mobile phone. And I mean, this that, you know, you abstract these these things away, these complexities away and you get to a point to where your grandma's playing Farmville online and whatever. And, and it all just goes away. Not to mention the fact that, you know, anybody who's, you know, 13 years or younger was born into a world where. Bitcoin has always existed. It's just simply always been here. And at some point they're going to be grandparents. And so, 
yeah, you know, uh, I, I just like hearing what, what you guys are working on. And I agree with you guys. I mean, for me, I mean, I hope I have something to add, like, like the people before me. I mean, from, you know, I, besides building time chain stats and BTC lexicon, you know, I'm just kind of a common pleb here. You know, I hang out on spaces a lot in this cycle, but, you know, very quick, you know, I won't go into like my whole history or anything like that, but, you know, from my, just from my perspective, you know, I was, uh, I'm like old school punk, you know, I grew up with no parents, you know, just, I was either homeless or, or, you know, in, in and out of foster care, you know, foster homes, you know, I was from a yearly early age, like battling against the system and, and, you know, the corrupt central planners, you know, since like the late eighties, you know, um, early in my career in, you know, 2008, right. You know, 2009, right. When Bitcoin was, was, you know, uh, coming around, you know, I was early in my career, I was seeing these things like, you know, the too big to fail and, you know, all of that and, and the, the Occupy movement. And, you know, I just kind of miss Bitcoin a little bit, you know, and for several years, like I saw it early on around like, you know, 2012 ish, and then just continued to ignore it for, for many years, you know, and like a, a lot of people that I've talked to, it just, you know, Bitcoin just doesn't seem to go away. It just keeps you, you ignore it for a while. And at some point for everybody, you reach that point where you just can't ignore it anymore. So, you know, yeah, that was me, you know, and then, and I didn't have spaces back in, back in my day, you know, it was, uh, you know, you just be on Twitter, you know, kind of all alone going through this bear market. And now, you know, uh, two up, two down, you know, I've seen two bulls, I've seen two, you know, I'm, I'm in my second bear. And I think that, you know, the, the biggest thing that I'm bullish on is just, you know, the people, you know, that I've seen. And besides the developments that are, you know, obviously the, the big things with Nunchuck and the great products that CoinKite builds and, you know, the, the things that Strike is working on and Azteco and Nostra, all these developments are really, really awesome. You know, the global events like we've seen in Canada and Lebanon more recently, you know, juxtaposed against what's happening in like El Salvador and Nigeria. I mean, like all of this has happening on the world stage. And at the same time, this, you know, if you steep it back down to just hanging out on Twitter and being in these spaces, you know, the, the people that I've seen in this cycle, you know, the, the class of 2020, you know, through 2023, you know, it felt like. And maybe it's because of the spaces, maybe it's because of all the work that, you know, all the education people like you are doing, you know, on on videos like these and and people just kind of continuing to tell the never ending story with this thing. You know, Cafe Bitcoin, we're on there every single morning talking about this stuff and examining Bitcoin news and everything and talking to everybody. For me, from my perspective, as someone who came from the last cycle, like it feels like people were a little, you know, faster to the concept of Bitcoin only in this cycle. And I think that, you know, early on, I would see these spaces. And of course, we still all get a lot of a lot of these things wrong. You know, we we there's a lot to Bitcoin. And, and you know, as much as we may know, there's still so many things I personally get wrong. But it's like it's been fun hanging out with everybody and seeing everybody kind of grow together. And in this cycle, you know, now there's been some really big developments that, you know, when I first came into the spaces back in like kind of 2021, like mid time, uh, mid year, 
you know, it was big bull run and everybody was ecstatic. And, you know, people were talking about never having another bear market again. And we're never going to have another 80% drop and like just all these crazy comments, you know. And that was one of the things that got me on spaces, by the way, because I was like, I had to correct some of these people living the bear market that I had come through. But anyway, you know, like this group, this cycle, I mean, seeing things like, for example, you know, again, back in my day, but I mean, the, the, the price fluctuations and especially for the people before even me were, you know, below 10,000. And now, I mean, it's like the, the, the swings between 69 and 20 are like very large, you know, depending on how you're looking at it and depending on where you came in, uh, you know, the, the fact that we've had spaces, uh, the fact that we've had the FT, FTX contagion and, you know, watching all of that melt and burn and, you know, in, in front of everybody, but yet it's still like TikTok next block, you know, and I think my personal favorite part of it is just watching these models break, you know, uh, this cycle, you know, that coming out of the last one, it was all about like plan B's, you know, big model and, and all these different things. One of the things that I held on to still was that the all time high, once it breaks it, it doesn't ever air. It hasn't ever come back down below it, the previous one, you know? And so, and so when that one fell down, I remember thinking to myself, okay, like we've been hanging out with this, with this new class for a little bit. And like, now we're all kind of like OGs, newbies, like, uh, like people who've been here for a while, like everybody's now back on square one because like the models are all falling apart. You all have to like face, what do you know about Bitcoin? What do you believe about Bitcoin? Like, why are we here? And it's happened in this cycle. And then, you know, having the, the, like just kind of watching the game theory play out on the world stage, you know, uh, like I said, looking at things like El Salvador and Nigeria, you hear these stories about, you know, what's happening, but a lot of people don't recognize that, or it's not really highlighted that in El, El Salvador, you know, it's, it's like government, you know, like they, they support it, but in Nigeria, they're trying to get you to use their CBDC and like, there's still heavy Bitcoin usage. So you're seeing it play out in two different arenas you know, and, and the game theory is like fascinating to watch. Meanwhile, at the, over here in the West, everybody is fortunate enough to, to be wondering like, is it a scam? Is it going to fall down one day? What's going to happen? And it's just, it's interesting to watch how it all plays out. And, you know, you see these stakes are like bigger each cycle, it feels like. And in this one, like in the last one, it felt like the biggest thing that could happen besides like a major, you know, exchange falling down uh, would be like, you might get ripped off by your paid group leader or something like that. But it was all kind of like local small stuff. Now it's like really big, like institutional money, like crashing and burning. It's, it's like really big. So these are like very big scales. The, 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 uh, the money is bigger. And so then I'm just kind of bullish about, you know, what does it mean for the 2024 actors, 2028 actors? I don't know. Is it, is it, which one of those cycles is the one where, you know, the governments really start FOMOing in, is it, and the institutions and the, and the, you know, the big money head, you know, like uh, retirement funds and all of this stuff that we always talk about, like, like what, what cycle is that going to happen in? And, and then where is America and all of that? And where is the West and the five eyes network and all of that? Because it makes me feel like, you know, you have, is it either, you know, are they seeing what's happening in El Salvador, either a, 
as like a test case, like, oh, what's happening down there? Or do they see it like I see it, which is more like the, the paint in a floor is filling in like around them. And, you know, it's like, when do they jump in? So, yeah, really excited about that. I just think that this this uh, class has been uh, through the ringer a little bit. You know, this has been a long uh, protracted bear market. I'm excited about this next cycle and about these new people coming in. I yeah, I, a couple of things that I honed in on there. You, you mentioned the speed at which people kind of gravitated and and understood Bitcoin and Bitcoin only, um, and that that's definitely a phenomenon that I had not seen previously. Uh, th there was a guy, so I do like private one-on-one -on -one sessions when people need a little bit more handholding. And so there's a guy I was working with uh, last week and he was like, yeah, so I came in about a year, a year and change ago. Um, and yeah, I kind of came in and like did, you know, did the Coinbase thing and, and, you know, kind of got put through the ringer there. And anyways, so now I'm, and this is like over the whole course of a year, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm Bitcoin only now. Uh, I've got my my uh, my node just arrived. My start nine embassy. I'm setting that up. Um, he's like, I got like my my cold card, and uh, I'm setting up. I I just need some help setting up a a multi sig uh, to secure everything. And I like like the trajectory of like his learning of like within a year and a bit, he understood the value of Bitcoin. He didn't want the riffraff of trying to like trade garbage. Uh, he honed in on like, oh, I kind of want, I want to, I don't want to trust. I want to verify. I want to run a node. Um, I want to link my wallets to it. He's exploring multi-sig. He understands what's going on. He just wants a little bit of handholding and like nodding and saying, yes, you're doing it right. But like the amount of knowledge that this guy was able to parse through in a single year in Bitcoin, I could not even fathom having been where he is three years into my Bitcoin journey. Like when I started, I, I thought I knew what I was talking about and I did not. Um, and I mean, I, I guess you can always say that about any point <laughs> in the history of your learning. You know, you always, you always hopefully know more than you did previously. Um, but yeah, it's been so quick for so many people and the, the humbling of everyone that has been around because you know i i was one of those people where i was like yeah it doesn't it tends not to drop below the previous all-time high like that's probably not gonna happen and then if well that just dissolved and and you're right it, it makes you question well if if the only reason you were here is because you thought that the fiat value of bitcoin would not drop between the previous drop below the previous all-time high within a cycle um then then maybe you left but at that moment if that was your reasoning then you then have to question yeah why am i here what do i actually know about bitcoin is my conviction still just as strong am i still as convinced about what is being done here that the price despite the fact that it dipped below my expectations is in in truth irrelevant in the short term um and you know, luckily, a lot of people were able to just weather that and say, whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter. We know what's we know what this thing is. We know it will continue to be here. So let's just ign ignore the short term and continue on. Um, so, yeah, very well said. I think uh, 
a lot of people learned a lot of things this past cycle. And I, I think this, the, the learning curve is exponential and I'm excited to see what, uh, what we'll see next. Uh, I want, I want to ask Susie, maybe, um, what do you think that we'll see in the coming cycle? Do you, do you, what do you, what do you think will, will rhyme and what do you think might be some new things that we come across? It, it kind of links back nicely to the reason why I'm bullish. I mean, when I say that I published three articles, two on CBDCs and one on the environmental benefits of Bitcoin in a London city newspaper that goes out to two million people a month, the, the reach is insane. And that's a lot of people that are being exposed to information, correct information that they wouldn't have otherwise been reading so that's that's exactly it almost feeds it's a full loop isn't it yeah a hundred percent um i uh rusty you were saying um the the institutional uh implosions that we kind of saw this time around do you think uh do you think it gets this for ant but uh do you think it gets bigger in scale in terms of implosions this time around i mean i'm no economist but just from you know gut reaction and from me sitting on the sideline and watching it with my popcorn i mean it feels like yeah you know in the next cycle it, it if it is these uh if it, if it does continue the trend of being bigger money each cycle and bigger stakes each cycle then you know, I mean, these legacy players still exist and they're still going to try to run their scams. There's a whole bunch of people who haven't come in yet from that arena who are who would love to run their their rehypothecation scams all over again. So we'll see it again. The hope is, though, that the other line is trending. If you put it on a chart and you see uh, like what we've been saying that, you know, it feels like people are getting to Bitcoin only faster uh, with each cycle mm. than believe that there comes a point where. You know, you're you're getting that option uh, at work to take Bitcoin as a part of your payment. You're you're going to the vending machine and you're seeing the Bitcoin option there. You know, it's becoming uh, everywhere to 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 the point to where people are are uh, you know uh, trending upwards on on that on that line. Then yeah, it's like it it you'll you'll have it on both sides. So that that part's pretty exciting. And then you know the idea that you get to Bitcoin faster, like. Uh, one of the people that I follow, I love a lot beauty on, you know, he, he had said a while back, uh, I'll mess it up. So I'm just going to paraphrase horribly, but that, uh, Bitcoin needs to rid itself of the guy Fox mass. And as a, you know, like an ex punk rocker or whatever, like the idea that, that, yeah, at some point, you know, like it, what serves you at some point in your development may not always serve you. Like you're, you know, you, you get to a different growth, you know? And so, it, you know, part of that plays into that as well, where, you know, you you get to a point where people come into it right away, like Bitcoin only. It is just money. You know, it's it's ubiquitous. This is the money that you're using. And there's nothing like creepy about it or like shady secret coders or any of that other garbage. It's just Bitcoin, you know. That's why good information is important, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd, I'd and, and perhaps that will help them get there quicker. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, it's um, yeah, Bitcoin's definitely it's it's no longer a baby. 
it's maybe in its awkward teenage phase right now. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's going, it's going through some stuff. You can uh, see the potential. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little emotional from time to time. Yeah. I think, I think we're there. Um, Bill, what, what do you feel? What's your feeling for kind of this next little bit in Bitcoin, the next few years, what do you think that we'll see in terms of, you know, similar narratives playing out versus um, maybe some some new things that we haven't seen before? Well, in some ways, this is my first cycle. I I came to Bitcoin later than I probably should have, but uh, you know, I've definitely read the history, just not experienced it. Like those eighty percent dips don't look that bad on a chart, but they. They feel a lot different when you're on the roller coaster than when you're in the line watching the roller coaster. Um, I guess I'm seeing things play out here, and that's what I'm kind of thinking about right now. Like, we are getting news coverage, and whether it's on CSNBC or uh, the different articles that get written about archive and so on and businesses are coming to us to sign up or even better they're not coming to us they're just signing up and i i see oh hey i recognize that name that just signed up let's go talk to them and so they are self-onboarding slowly but instead of me out pounding the sand uh they are coming to us so there's been about seven businesses that have proactively signed up without someone going to visit them on this island. I mean, you know, those are all tourist places. That's nearly 10%. You know, seven's not a lot, but it's it's a start. Um, you build, so uh, I, I guess adoption is a ladder. And the first part is have a positive outlook on Bitcoin. And you see it enough on this island that that is happening then it's signing up for a wallet and then accepting payments in your business. And someone just asked me, uh, instead of using pouch that converts it to pesos automatically for me, can I just keep the Bitcoin? Like, all right, you know, we're, we're on our way. There's your win, right? Like that's, it's exactly what we were talking about before. Like their, their first inroads is, oh, these are easier payments or as, as you know, this will, will make it easier for people coming into my shop to pay. Um, but then, oh, maybe I want, maybe I want to keep the Bitcoin. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's a fantastic. Thing. And you know, a, you know, a lot of us, myself included, think a bull run is coming soon. And now there's all these businesses that have money coming in and Bitcoin is going up. I'm looking forward to some calls. Yeah, that, that that's what I'll end up having too. It'll be, it'll be, you'll be inundated at the top. <laughs> is what's and then and then you know those people will earn their stripes through the the following bear market. But you know, that's maybe, maybe again to answer earlier point, uh, we we lived on all the all the models the last the last run. Uh, but I, I, I don't think a super cycle is yet in our near future. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, 
anyways, guys, I'm, I'm going to start rounding out here. Uh, the way I like to end the show usually is just do a quick round of any final thoughts that you may have. So anything you feel like you didn't get to say or just say anything you want to sum up uh, would be awesome. But then um, I also want to give the opportunity to, uh, to everybody to uh, recommend something. And that something, it's really loose what, what it could be. Uh, it could be uh, a, a website, a podcast, a book, a video, at some an, an application, uh, a device, something that you found useful somewhere in your Bitcoin journey and that you think people should check out in any way, shape or form. Um, so whatever that may be, feel free. I'll, I'll kind of just round out by saying uh, I, I kind of love the progression of the progression and trajectory of, of Bitcoin, um, kind of honing in on Ant's last topic, but it ties into what was said by Susie and Bill here is is we're seeing progress. And yes, it may, you know, when you're in Bitcoin for a long time, it may be like, oh, is it is it going to happen yet? Um, but in the grand scheme of things, Bitcoin has not been around for a long time and a lot has happened in the past 13 years. Um and so, yeah, each each kind of cycle, yeah, you get you get the hype and you get the the noise, but there's a lot of important, um, very valuable things being built as well. And you, the world kind of witnesses those in those cycles. They witness them in those bull runs, and they may not fully recognize the, the difference between value and noise, uh, but they kind of get it all at once and, and then the, the, the noise again, eventually goes away. So you, you know, you're getting ground up adoption, you're getting better quality of information and you're getting a quicker learning trajectory from the people that are exposed to Bitcoin to the point where they're able to go through experience and learn from all the mistakes that we all made over the course of years in a single year or less. Uh, and that's awesome. So that's where I'm going to kind of leave it. Um, I, I think everything is accelerating and then we'll, we'll start to kind of feel that more in the coming years. Uh, in terms of uh, recommendations, with my topic, I was just going to say, if you want to check out how to do and play with the Chamin eCash, number one, I'll say like both the wallets that I mentioned, like very, very early in that so like don't send a ton of money like me you can send like a, a couple of thousand sats and play around with it and if you lose it don't you don't need to shed too many tears but like um the one is you just go to ellen bits uh just google ellen bits and you'll find like a wallet you can set up uh the other one is called nut <laughs> nut stash dot app app and so that's just you can quickly set up a a, a um a wallet in no time at all. You can fund it with a lightning transaction. You can send like a thousand sats over and then you can basically start sending to other people using Xiaomi and eCash right away. If you want to try sending to yourself, you can create an LN bits one and a, a Nutstash one and then just send back and forth and kind of see how it interacts. Um, I'm going to make a video on it this coming week. So you know, if you need to wait for that, that's fine. But if you wanted to play with it right away, yeah, go go Google those things and, and play around. Uh, I'm going to toss it to Susie and just any any final thoughts, recommendations, take it away. 
Uh, no final thoughts, but a recommendation that I have is the illustrator that has been illustrating a lot of the articles. It's Slacker X, and you can find them on Twitter, Slacker X3. And you can see in the background, I've got the pictures here, and they were done especially based on my articles. So they're very specific and they work for Bitcoin only. Oh, awesome. It's, sorry, where can people find them? Slacker X3 on Twitter. Slacker X3. Okay, awesome. Everybody go check them out. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to have to take a look at that afterwards too. You, you really should. Honestly, the illustrations are absolutely amazing. The detail is phenomenal and the skill is second to none. That's fantastic. Well, that's great. I love, I love uh, uh, encouraging physical artists uh to to continue creating um bill i'm going to toss it to you final thoughts recommendations take it away okay so of course i'm going to recommend coming to my retreat the url is there but i should probably talk about something else light sats is this tipping mechanism where you can pre-fund tips print them out and then hand them out and one of the good things is if they don't collect those sats in whatever time frame you set, you get the sats back. And that has a bit of proof of work in it, in that, you know, I'm not there getting them to uh, sign up right now in front of me and just accept the money and maybe it goes somewhere, maybe it doesn't. By the time I hand this to them, I leave and then they decide to onboard themselves and accept their first Bitcoin then that is some proof of work and that's someone that's probably going to use it. And if they're not, I got the sats back and they later they will remember that generous Bitcoiner that tried to give them free money and didn't actually have to give it up. So I see that as a good thing. One of the things I want to do is I'm playtesting them here. These guys are really responsive. Uh, you know, at first they had QR codes, most Filipino do not have a QR reader that they know how to use on their phone. So very quickly, they went to a three-word entry onto a web page, much more usable for this target audience. And so I printed those out, handing them out. And if this goes well in trial, I want to have these for the people at the convention to be able to pick up and, and hand out to the world here on Bitcoin Island. That's really cool. I like that they they hone into the needs of local communities of like, oh, this makes more sense here. Um, yeah, that's that's great. And lightsats.com, I've played with it before, actually. Uh, super useful. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> check it out if you haven't already. Uh, and I'm going to jump to Ant. Finally, final thoughts um, and recommendations. Take it away. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for putting on a good show. I'm happy to have been a part of it. And thanks for inviting me. I think that uh, for some recommendations, I think that I just want to do it in two ways that, that, you know, first is just kind of my basic uh, orange pill pack. I think that the two pieces of really the three pieces of reading that I recommend the most for people starting out is, uh, you know, and even for people who've been in Bitcoin for a while, because it's about, you know, you have to understand money is uh, and they're all pretty much available online for free, which is uh, shelling out the origins of money. Uh, that That's one of those that I keep giving out to people and, and uh, you know, should definitely go read it if you haven't. And then, of course, the Bitcoin standard, old but good. 
oldie but goodie. And uh, and then even it's kind of basic to say it, but the white paper itself. Listen, I, I had said earlier in the show that I had ignored Bitcoin for many years. A large part of that was because I didn't take the time to read the white paper. So, you know, it's it's not some big mystical document. It's, you know, that's hard to understand. It's nine pages and it's really easy to read. So definitely check that out. As far as like the products that I really like, I like what Nunchuck is doing. Uh, I, I really love that, you know, the, the product that they have. And then CoinKite, um, huge CoinKite fan fan club. Uh, and then, of course, what they're doing at Azteco. I love those, you know, those those companies and what they're working on. And as far as websites, of course, I've got to throw in my plugs for BTC Lexicon and uh, timechainstats.com. You know, I built those sites out of a labor of love for myself. You know, like I said, coming in in, uh, you know, 2017, there, there was a lot of different, you know, uh, information all over the place. And, you know, as a web developer, it's easy for me to throw it all together into one spot. Uh, it, it, it's deceptively deep in the amount of uh, stats and data that you can play with. And uh, I have a really big update that's coming a uh, long time in the, in the works, but uh, it's, it's coming actually very soon now. So very excited about that. Uh, it's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. And, and my whole thing is that I, uh, you know, this data is, is really important. It needs to be it needs to be out there for free, not behind paywalls, not behind user accounts where people are selling your data to see it. I mean, uh, any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, these two websites, no shit coins, no sales, no ads other than me or people who use it, uh, who I'm so grateful for. They, they tend to tend to pump it a lot. Uh, no, no copyright, no user accounts. And then, of course, if I'm not on those two sites, then definitely, you know, I'm, I'm checking out timechaincalendar.com, which is, you know, my buddy's site. But that site is so awesome. Like when you first look at it, it's like, oh, cool. Look at all these, you know, uh, numbers and dash, you know, like dials and stuff. But when you really start scrubbing, you know, on the bottom and going through the blocks, like it's really cool and it's packed with information. So definitely check this out. It looks good on on, you know, all the different screens and stuff. And then, of course, you know, uh, it's bit feed, but, but you have to go to bits.monospace.live, but I absolutely love bit feed, uh, big, huge fan. Uh, and, uh, of course I can't leave out priced in Bitcoin 21.com. Those, yeah, there's so, there's so many good, uh, data-based websites that you can parse through all kinds of interesting Bitcoin information. And I, I'm glad you brought up a bunch of them there. And I mean, obviously the ones that you put together too, and the one that TC did. Yeah, they're, they're all great. So thank you for bringing those up. Um, I, I've got one last recommendation I got to throw out there because I forgot I said I was going to do it. And, uh, and I see a couple of the DGENs in the chat that are responsible for it. So we all know our good friend Yellow. Uh, <laughs> They're doing Project Yellow over on Geyser Fund. And uh, yeah, you could basically get a, a plushie that is yellow. Uh, so I have purchased <laughs> and and through which you can support the meme factory, uh, which consists of yellow and Greg Zaj and, and Big Sean Harris and Becca, the, the, the world of Rusty. They're all over there. Anyways, if you enjoy the hilarity that ensues when they do their pods and when they're on Twitter, uh, and you just like the idea of having a hilarious yellow plushie somewhere in your house that they are <laughs> uh, putting through a factory, then yeah, feel free to do that. Or if you just want to drop a few sats because you think you like them, then uh, then be sure to do that. Uh, I will have my yellow whenever it gets created, but <laughs> it's over on Geyser Fund. Uh, guys, I'm going to say thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thought it was a lot of fun. 
really happy hearing about everything you guys are working on. And of course, all of you are welcome back anytime. So have a great night. See you later, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, see you guys later. All right. Awesome. See ya. And, uh, and everybody watching, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining in the show. Thank you for being in the chat. David, so glad you could make it out. Love you, man. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to help with the show, you can do a ton of things. You can like, subscribe, share. All those things help get this content in front of more eyeballs. Uh, you can go and check out the previously mentioned sponsors down below. So CoinKite, Nunchuck, Start9, Hoddle Hoddle. They're all there. Um, other thing I wanted to mention, if you're thinking about coming down to Miami, uh, this is going to be my fourth time going for the Bitcoin conference. Uh, I got, I went to the first one, 2019. It has grown quite a bit. Uh, it's quite large now. It's, it's almost overwhelming, uh, but there's just so many Bitcoiners in one place. It's like you just run into everybody, um, and it's a lot of fun. Anyways, May 18th through 20th in Miami Beach, Florida. Uh, 150 speakers, 15,000 attendees, 2,000 companies, ton of stuff, lots of lots of satellite events, uh, pleb party put on by Anders and, and Pubby, uh, all kinds of good stuff going on. I'm going to be down there for like a week. Um, so yeah, anyways, b.tc slash conference. You can go use code BTC sessions for 10, yeah, 10% 10 off. Um, I'm doing my cold card workshop down there as well. Uh, so that is... I'm going to be doing a four hour deep dive. So you can basically show up with, and if you want, you can like buy a package through the website here. Uh, so you get your cold card when you get there or just bring your own. Uh, but nonetheless, it is a four hour deep dive that basically goes from the absolute basics, like setting up, backing up, using air gapping transactions, all that kind of stuff, using a sparrow wall on a new desktop. But then we dive deeper into some of the more advanced functions like using BIP85 and having like all these sub accounts, which you can use for family members. So you can uncle Jim for them. Uh, maybe a little bit of multi-sig. We'll, we'll, we'll try and cover as much as we can, but it's four hours and it will be robust. And by the time you get out of there, you will know the cold card much better than your average pleb. You will be above and beyond them. Uh, limited tickets because it's a small space. I'm renting out a, a, some office space there to run it. And it will be on Wednesday the 17th. So the day before everything kicks off for the conference. So anyways, you can check it out. Just head over to my website, btcsessions.ca. There's a, uh, a little in-person workshop. I'm very proud of this image, by the way. This hilarious cartoon of me explaining the cold card. Anyways, uh, you can click on that and get all the info there. Um, with that, I'm out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. If you want to help out the show one last way, you can always drop me a Bitcoin tip at my strike page. Strike.me slash BTC sessions. You don't need strike to use it. Just go there, type in an amount, hit the tip button. You'll see a lightning invoice, or if you prefer, tap to the right. You'll see a regular Bitcoin QR code. Have a great night. I'll see you guys next time. Uh, this has been your daily session. Hold all the Bitcoin.